Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go to Laurie Culliver. Knows everything about cricket too and uh, what's been a bit of a topsy-turvy day. We thought with Tasmania 70-odd leading on the first innings and we saw three for 20. Loz, how are you? Well, hello, Dan. Listeners, how you going? What's the latest, big fella? Yeah, well, a bit nervous at the end there. Three for 47 at the close. Still 27 behind. It was three for 10. Top order woes again for South Australia. They were four for 49 the first innings and uh, unfortunately just not able to cut the mustard uh, late this evening. Henry Hunt just out for two, nicking one to third slip. Then Kelvin uh, Smith on the drive, caught in the gully by Jack Weather. And then Daniel Drew survived a very good shout for LBW. Then the following delivery was trapped pretty much plumb in front by Lawrence Neil Smith, who has two wickets. So it was none for six, one for six, two for six, three oh. for ten. Fortunately, um, Nathan McSweeney came out and hit some nice boundaries. And Jake Lehman got a clunk on the head in the second last over of the day, but recovered to play out time to be eight, not out. McSweeney, 26 and 27 behind. But at least today, there were some positives in the field. And Tassie got the one for 211, boys. I thought they'd be chased wow. for 4 But they responded well, largely through the efforts of Jordan Buckingham who took 7 for 71. Career best figures for him, his first five. The best figures at Karen Rotten Oval and uh, kept that deficit to 74, which was a, a big relief given uh, they were one for just over 200. But Charlie Wakem played well for his 110. Caleb Jewell opened the innings, played well. And uh, the, the thing that I liked about Buckingham, boys, was that uh, he taxed the stumps. His last five wickets of his seven, LBW bowled, bowled, LBW Gee. bowled. So... You know, when you're bowling to the lower order, you've got to attack the stumps more, and I think it vindicated his performance today. 23.1 overs, four maiden, seven for 71. He, he got wickets either side of lunch and tea, and uh, he looks a beauty for the future. Yeah, he certainly does. So, Laurie, how much do we need then tomorrow, effectively? I mean, looking at Tasmania's bowling yeah. lineup, it's probably their weakness with some lesser lesser names in Gabe Bell, Neil Smith, Owen Hope, Webster, yeah. are their bowlers. So yep. we're still trailing by 27 runs. How many do we need realistically to bowl Tasmania out in the fourth innings? Oh, I'd like to think we need another 300. 280 on this pitch could be interesting, uh, or 270-odd. Um, the one thing I did note, um, since about lunchtime today, there was a lot of batsmen getting hit on the gloves and the body. So as this pitch is starting to dry out, it's starting to do a little bit more and... Uh, I think, you know, Trent Kelly's done a very, very good job uh, getting this drop-in wicket together, along with uh, Damien Hoff and the, uh, the whole sack of ground staff team. You know, just getting it from Adelaide Oval out the back there to, to the Karen Rolton Oval and, and getting it up in a month. But um, it has got a little bit difficult, more difficult to play on with, you know, Tassie losing their last nine for 160, Redbacks three for 47 tonight. So wickets are starting to fall a bit more regularly. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, 23 wickets in two days. Um, it's been entertaining, and the run rate's been four and over. So there's been plenty in it for everybody. If you're good enough to bat, you can make runs. And if you're good enough to bowl, as Buckingham showed today, you can get wickets. Well, Loss, that's good because there's been a, a road in recent years there. Every, you know, mm. been making massive scores, so it's a good competition between bat and ball at the moment. It, it's a lot more fairer, and I would also say, you know, having those pitches not dug up by footy boots and old Ignatians in the amateur league probably has helped a, a little bit as well and uh, look 23 wickets for uh, close to what are we had uh, 700 and odd runs uh, it's been an entertaining 
a couple of days. A great innings by Jake Lehman yesterday. I thought he played really, really well. And, you know, the key is going to be him tomorrow. And he's just got to get a bit of support. Jake Fraser-McGurk got a good 37 in the first innings yesterday, but really sort of threw it away. And, and it's really going to come down to him and Nielsen and Manenti and McSweeney and mm. just hope that South Australia can conjure up a, a third innings tally of at least 300 to put the Tigers under a bit of pressure. Yeah, it certainly will. So in the last innings then, Laurie, are we expecting to see a little bit more maybe of Menenti to have an impact or do you still think it's going to be a, a pace bowling wicket? No, it's quick bowls wicket, Dan. I think very much so. Just, you know, even if you have a bit of a look at the highlights, folks, uh, from today, there's a lot of batsmen getting hit on gloves that were set. A lot of blokes getting in on inner thigh guards and I think tomorrow could be a bit of a testing day for, for the batting side from the Redbacks' point of view and you know, if they can somehow get to 300 and even set 240, they've got a chance. But full credit to Tassie. You know, they've bowled well. They got South Australia at 63.4 overs on the opening day. They've caught brilliantly in the slips, cordon. And you, know, you talk about Gabe Bell and Lawrence Neal-Smith. Well, they haven't had a look in in the last season or so because they've had Peter Siddle and Jackson Bird and these sort of guys. So they've taken full advantage and with some great catching behind the stumps. Uh, you know, they're well set to win this game, maybe in three days. Hey, Loz, you mentioned Buckingham. Wonderful effort, seven mm-hmm. wickets. What's his background? Country boy from Victoria. Ended up playing at Footscray in the Victorian club cricket. Merv Hughes, part of the old uh, Gillespie and uh, co. fast bowling cartel, recommended him to uh, to Jason over here. Played the last game of the 21-2 season where he got four for in the first innings. Only played, I think, five games last season and, and probably missed a few chances because they ended up obviously picking Spencer Johnson on the back of his great performances in the second half of the season. And now, obviously, with so many options in the pace bowling department, um, Buckingham's had to really, you know, put his foot forward to keep his spot in the side. And he's certainly going to do that on the back of 7 for 71 uh, in this uh, Tassie first dig. Now, Loz, before we let you go, we're going to chat a bit more tomorrow night about the ODI World Cup coming up. Who is your pick to win it this year? I was a bit worried about Australia until the last sort of uh, couple of week or so. I thought they'd win in the last game in India was uh, very, very good. I, I know last night was a bit Mickey Mouse with the practice game against Pakistan, but I thought, you know, just got a few cobwebs out, a few players. Uh, it's going to come down to how well Stark and they bowl with the new ball and whether the, the spin is enough and the all-rounders. And obviously, David Warner's been batting well. Travis Head was down at the ground today as well. He's still got his hand well taped up. It'll be three weeks on Friday since the injury happened. So I'd still, still say it's a good three weeks from playing, given the nature of that. I do like the Aussies to at least make the semis. I think India are going to be hard to beat. I think England's firepower with the bat and their variations with the ball almost makes them a certain semi-finalist. That fourth spot's going to be the tricky one, whether it's a Pakistan, a New Zealand or a South Africa. Yeah. I'm not too sure. But I think I think the top three sides are definitely India, England and Australia. Yeah, great judge. Loz, just before you go, Matty Wade, we are talking about him. He's so antagonistic. Everyone loves to hate Matty Wade and he loves them hating him. But he's the sort of player you want in your team, isn't he? He's a... Little bulldog, yep. little fighter, and you look at his career. He's had an amazing career, really, both at Shield and Test level. He he's got everything out of him, and I thought today actually, I'm glad you brought him up because he, he batted pretty well for his 43. Um, took a few blows while batting. Took a brilliant catch yesterday to dismiss Henry Hunt, caught down the leg side, and he is such a competitor. And uh, you know, if you had to bring him back into that Australian white ball team, I'm sure he wouldn't let uh, let him down. But at 35, you know, he's concentrating on Tassie and a bit of a T20 around the world now, hoping to cash in and get a bit of a uh, superannuation build-up, David. <laughs> well, you get them up, Loz. You can do. You can move mountains. Thanks, Laurie. Good to chat, boys. All the best. See Thanks, Laurie.